as we uh, prepare ourselves to come into the psalm. There's many things to say, say about the psalm, but many people know it, many people uh, repeat it and memorize it, but it's so much more than what we give it credit to at times. Charles Spurgeon had written that it was the pearl of the psalms. And when we dig into this today, uh, I pray that the Lord would have mercy and show us what it means for him to be a good shepherd unto us. So we have hope this very day, hope for the sheep, and confidence that this hope that we're speaking of is not the way the world uses hope as it may be. I hope it is to be so. This hope is a certain expectation that it will come to pass. It is happening now. It is imprinted on our hearts, our minds, and we, uh, we glory in the King of glory, knowing that the Lord is our shepherd. Amen. So if you find your place in Psalm 23, please stand with me in the reading of God's Word. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. You may be seated. Thinking about these things, thinking about what it means to be able to say... The Lord is my shepherd. We're going to unpack this as we go, but there is a things that we want to be able to look at. We have six verses here and seven points. And so we have, for the hope of the sheep is the Lord is our shepherd, that we shall not want, we shall not lack rest, we shall not lack life, we shall not lack guidance, we shall not lack safety, we shall not lack provision, and we shall not lack a heavenly home. Amen. This is sealed by the power of God as we look into the Scriptures today. It is the God of glory that tells us these things. But, hey, aren't you glad that it's not just by reading words? That it's the, it's the power of God that dwells in us, that gives us confidence in God's Word and who He is? Aren't you glad we just can't muster it up all by ourselves? Because we would, there's many people to try to do that, but it's the power of God that we have here today. And to be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd, is pretty big. And when you think about just looking at the shepherd part for just a minute, I want you to think about Christ stepping off the throne of glory, coming down, taking on flesh, going all the way through to the cross, 
bearing the wrath of God, being buried, being raised on the uh, third day and resurrected and ascending on to glory. And he did all this for the glory of his grace. And he is our good shepherd. Amen. This is wonderful stuff when you think about how needy sheep really can be. And we see that we, if the Lord is our shepherd, he is going to be beside us every step of the way. The Lord is our shepherd. It has something to have a mark upon our life. It's not just memorizing Psalm 23, but to know this right here, such a shepherd knows each sheep by name. That's good. Think about it for just a minute. The day that you came to Christ, the shepherd said, you come forth, and you will come forth. Amen? You have no power in you to say no. If it's left up to you, you wouldn't come. If it's left up to you, he wouldn't call. The shepherd goes before the sheep and makes sure they are walking, not, in, not walking in danger. We see that in John 10. The, shepherd hear, the sheep hear my voice of the good shepherd speaking. And they follow him. That's the evidence that you come to know this good shepherd. Is that you're following this Christ, this God of glory. The Lord, the Lord, right there, stop. The Lord, the Lord, who is that? The Lord, right? This is the all-sufficient one. This is the one, the king of glory that has no need of anything. But yet, he chose the lowly title of coming to be our shepherd Right? Come and be our shepherd to lead his people home who the Father gave him before the foundation of the world. Pray the Lord for that. He is leading us all the way and it's about the power of God on our life. Amen? Aren't you glad you just can't figure it out by adding 2 plus 2, 4 plus 4? It's the power of God when he calls you one of his sheep. That's glorious. I haven't got over the, just the first part, the Lord, that part, the all-sufficient one, if needing and nothing. But here you see the, the shepherd is coming, and he's going to tell us some things that we shall not want. And we're going to see what that looks like as we go through. The, she- the sheep are needy. We'll get a little bit more into that in a minute. But the sheep, without the shepherd, they, they'd be lost and without hope. But with the shepherd, he'll lead us all the way. Again, I just ponder those things. When you think about David when he wrote this song, think about him knowing what a shepherd is, having the shepherd the sheep, the needy sheep, the needy of all animals, having the shepherd and him sitting down on the hillside overlooking the, the sheep that he has out there, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he wrote down these things. He's looking at the sheep, knowing all their needs, knowing without him they would be able to do absolutely nothing. They would be lost. They'd end up killing, uh, dying. Uh, they're just very needy. Is anyone in here needy of a good shepherd? Well, if you understand that, you're going to understand that we have to have a good shepherd. See, a bad shepherd, he's not, he's not going to take care of the sheep. A bad shepherd will let you get lost in religion. A good shepherd will lead you all the way. A bad shepherd doesn't care. A good shepherd steps off the throne of glory 
to make way for us. Have you gotten over that in your Christian walk? Well, I haven't, and I pray that you haven't either because it's just glorious. Think about David. He, David's, him being the shepherd, looking over at the sheep saying, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord supplies my every need. The Lord knows my every thought. The Lord knows that everything that I need, he has to supply. Just like I have to, let David speak, and just like I have to take care of these sheep. A shepherd, see, a shepherd has to die for the sheep. He places his life on the line. It's the lowest of the jobs to be done, but yet our Savior, our Christ, our Jesus Christ, stepped down and took that form of a good shepherd. If anybody in the family needed the shepherd, it was always the littlest one, the smallest one, to go out there and do that chore. But yet Christ stepped off the throne for us to take on this kind of meaning to us. The Lord. Is it the self-existing one? Is he your shepherd? Is he guiding you or are you guiding you? Because the evidence is proof that we live in a life that we're full of want. And if you watch that TV, it's going to tell you everything that you should want. And that's why we should be careful what we watch. But this good shepherd has written his word for us that we may know him. And how much without strength we are, and without his help, we would perish. But with this shepherd, this shepherd is king of glory. He doesn't need anything or anybody, doesn't need wisdom. He already has all wisdom, doesn't need power. He already has all power. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't even need us to worship him. He's already satisfied within himself, right? And then took on this, this uh, role as a shepherd uh, in this way uh, to literally think about the person who wrote this, David being this, understanding this, saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want except for him. What does it mean? It goes back to where we were looking at the great I am, right? Who did Moses ask him in Exodus? and said, who shall I say sent me? He said, tell him the I am that I am sent you. There's no higher. It's a superlative name unto Christ. The great is the I am. The I am is who is our shepherd. Do you get that? The I am, the God of glory is our shepherd, and he's going to guide us through this world from the beginning to the end, and we close our eyes in death, and this is a psalm of that. You can use it as a funeral service. It's okay, but it's more of our walk with Christ. And when we close our eyes in death, you'll be able to say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Amen? He will not stop short of it. I wonder at times when I'm pondering these things that a shepherd has to go through and how I get stopped, kind of stumped on something. It's just like these words right here, the Lord is my shepherd. It's hard for me to go any, it's hard for me to go past that because I can't get over those words yet. 
Amen? The Lord is my shepherd. Not this world, not the president, not anybody else, but the Lord is my shepherd. And he'll work all things out for good according to his good purpose. Amen? So he teaches us along the way. He has chosen to be a shepherd unto us. And then listen to this right here in Luke 15. says, Jesus defended uh, the tax collector and the sinners by saying, suppose, listen to this, listen to this, it's wonderful. Y'all know the verse. It says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it in his shoulder and goes home and calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. Tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than the 99 righteous persons who do not need repentance. Do you see that? Living a life of repentance, coming to knowing the Lord right here. The heavens rejoice at our repentance. Amen? The heavens rejoice at the good shepherds trimming us, not letting us get away with anything, but trimming us. Right? You're getting over too far to the right. You're getting too far to the left. He keeps us on the straight and narrow. This is the good shepherd. And what happens? When we come to repentance, Lord, that was wrong. I, I messed that up. That was wrong. When's the last time you said that? Do you live a life of repentance or self-repentance? Do you live a life that you're more involved in other things than you are in the Word of God? Hard to be a shepherd like that. Someone to be shepherd. Are you willing to be shepherd? Amen? Do you want to know what the Lord has to say to you today? Even if it hurts? Because sheep, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm part of the sheep family with you. Right? We're, we're pretty stupid. Now, we're going to unpack some of that, and I don't mean to insult to anybody else. I'm running that same family. Without Christ, we would have no hope. But with this good shepherd, we have all the hope that is needed. Amen? And so we see the good shepherd enters into the gate, and the shepherd of the sheep, this is in John 10, the shepherd of his sheep, the watchman goes to the gate for him, and the sheep listens for to the voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leaves them out. And when he has brought them out, uh, brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired hand, a false religion, a hired hand is not the shepherd. Who owns the sheep? So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. The wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. I laid down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. For they too listen to my voice, and they will be one flock having one shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not be in want. Are you satisfied right now in your life? 
I mean, I know we, we all should want more of Christ, right? But are we satisfied knowing that we are in the family of God, knowing that we are in the fold, knowing that we everything below us or below this passage right here is going to be fulfilled and everything that God has supplied and will continue to supply as we keep our eyes focused on Him? Are you satisfied in Him? Are you sitting in the pew today just discontented in every way of your life? Because there's only one way to be satisfied in Him. He makes it right. I shall not want, I shall not lack anything. The shepherd will supply every need that is needed. These sheep are most helpless animals. But if we belong to one who is self-sufficient, inexhaustible, utterly unchangeable by time, we lack nothing. He is sufficient for all things and provides all things. Do you believe that? Because tomorrow morning when you get up for work to go go do whatever you do, or even this afternoon when you leave, it's going to tell the tale whether or not you believe this. Now, we're called to do what we're supposed to do in life. The Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. It's it's plain. But this God is our shepherd. He cares. He's a good shepherd, and we will not lack anything. And the answer to this is verses 2 through 6. We see that the work of the shepherding, the shepherds finds water. Good grazing, the path of the wilderness, wards off predators, sticks in his staff, keeps the beat off, comforts the sheep in the words of his presence. We shall not lack rest. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters. Philip Keller wrote a book, and he took on... He put his pastor, pastoring aside, and he took on uh, to, to buy some sheep, and he did that for a couple of years so he can understand this psalm. Philip Keller is the book. He wrote this on the, uh, Psalm 23, and he has a couple other things. They wrote really good, but I want to encourage you to get that uh, book. His name is Philip Keller, who for eight years pastored a sheep, uh, pastored a flock, or shepherd a flock, as he looked at Psalm 23, and this is what he says, sheep do not lie down easily. In fact, it's almost impossible for them to be made to lie down unless four requirements are made. Now listen to this. Do you have peace? Now listen to this. Nervousness, they refuse to lie down unless they are free from all fear. Social behavior within the flocks, the sheep will not lie down unless they are free from friction with others or their kind. If tormented by fleas or bugs or parasites, the sheep will not lay down. Only when these, they are free from these pests will they relax. Lastly, sheep will not lie down as long as they feel in need of finding food. They must be free from hunger. Sheep must be free from each of these uh, uh, 
departments there from, uh, from fear, from uh, friction, from flies and famine. Now, why do you stay up at night? Why do you worry? Now, think about it. If you think these sheep are, are, are picky about things, and even when we think about when he leaves us beside still waters, they won't go by rushing water. They won't drink out of rushing water. They have to pond it up in order for them to approach it. Too much noise. You think, we're, you think you're finicky, right? Think about trying to uh, take care of these sheep in this kind. Now, you think about this. The only way that a shepherd can provide for him, he has to provide trust, peace, deliverance, and a good pastor that is needed to free the sheep up from all of these alarms that they can rest. Now the question is, do we have freedom? Do we have rest because of what he's done for us? Are we satisfied? Are we just like the lost person, just tormented in all kinds of ways, and everything gets us mad, we lose our temper, everything's thrown out the window, and this is finding no peace. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He supplies all the needs. He leaves us beside still waters. Isn't that wonderful? He provides everything for us. It is a good reminder when we think about the Christian life also begins with resting in God. Resting in Him. Being satisfied in all that He is. We shall not lack life. He restores my soul and guides me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. He restores my soul. The same word could be made to mean, couldn't mean to bring to repentance. He restores my soul. If you, nor, what happens normally, we go through all the week and we come here on Sunday morning needing our soul to be restored. And it is with, the, with people like-minded. But when you think about our life throughout the week, we get restored why? Because we are able to uh, be restored by the Word of God, through the Word of God, and everything He supplies us. Now think about your life. Is it in torment? Are you, are you able to sleep? Are you able to find rest? Are you satisfied in Christ? And that really means a lot, not just by words, but we have to understand, I will not have a want in Him. I want Him more than I want anything. Amen? I want more of him. What does the sheep want? They want the shepherd. They can't do without the shepherd. They have to have the shepherd. They are totally in, uh, involved in the shepherd. They've got to have the shepherd. And that's the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. That's wonderful stuff to me. I hope it is to you. Think about the sheep. He restores my soul. This also explains the situation known as a sheep being cast down. Now listen to this, what a sheep can do when he is not dotted in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Listen to this. What happens, a fat, heavy, long-fleeced sheep will lie down comfortably in some little hollow or depression in the ground. It may roll to one side slightly and stretch out or relax, suddenly center of gravity of the body shifts so that it turns on its back far enough that the feet no longer touch the ground. It may feel a sense of panic and a start to paw frantically trying to get out. 
Frequently, frequently, this only makes things worse. He rolls over and even further. Now it's quite impossible for him to regain his feeding, his footing. And listen to this at the last part of this. In this position, the gas is built up in the body, cutting off the circulation of his legs, and often it is only a matter of a few hours before the sheep dies. Think about that. Now you think how, how smart the sheep are. They have a, we have a good shepherd, but we want to do it our way. We have a good shepherd to keep our eyes focused on, right, that we'll not lack anything, it will not perish if we keep our eyes focused on the Lord. But when we get off the trail, we get belly up because we wallowed in our sin, and what happens? We start to lose life, and not that we lose our salvation, we lose our joy uh, to, uh, with the shepherd, the good shepherd. We lose our joy. We lack this life that we should be having today because we're wallowing in sin. We have gotten off of the path. But with this good shepherd, by keeping our eyes on him, we will not lack this life. We will keep this life. Why? Because one, he restores us. He strengthens us. He pulls us out. He finds us. We're not, he's not the one lost. We don't find Jesus. He finds us. Amen? Right? So we see that God is the one that's in charge here, and He is the one that's a good shepherd that is going to restore our health unto us as we keep our eyes focused upon this Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want any other shepherd. I want this good shepherd that before time have laid these things out, uh, and before time, he doesn't say, you dumb sheep, I've had it with you, you're out. Praise the Lord for that, amen? Because we'd all be out. But that doesn't give us permission to sin. That gives us permission to cling to this Christ more and more and more because of the good shepherd. Hey, aren't you glad? Even think about Peter, that Christ didn't throw him away. He restored Peter after denying him, cussing him, and everything else. I don't know the man. Then at the end, he restored him. Peter, do you love me? Ask yourself this. Put your name here. Wesley, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you really love me? Every time we sin, we deny Christ. Every time we're hard-headed and reject the Word of God, we deny Christ. But this good shepherd doesn't deny us. Amen? If you're going to follow someone, follow this good shepherd. He'll never let you down. He'll lead us through the paths of righteousness. Righteousness. I'm glad that the Lord doesn't throw us out. 
I'm glad that the Lord won't let us get away with sin, too. It should be our prayer, Lord, if there's any sin in my life. When's the last time we pray that? Lord, if there's anything in my life that would separate me from you, when is the last time we prayed that? The last thing I want to do is dishonor this good shepherd. This is the hope for the sheep. Without him, we have no hope. Amen? The sheep, if you remember correctly, wander away. They're just stupid. They're foolish. Some declare them to be the stupidest animals on earth. I do some foolish things sometimes I'm not proud of. Anger gets me, whatever it is. One of the things I find myself not asking enough is, Lord, have I dishonored you? I say that to my shame right now. Lord, is there anything in my life that I have shamed the good shepherd with? Have I said to myself, I am a lover of Jesus Christ in the same mouth hated him in my actions? These these sheep, what do we do? We get off the trail. He will guide us in the path of righteousness for his namesake. That's a seal all by itself, amen? He will do it for his namesake. He will do it for his glory, Right? He will keep us on the path. Why? We belong to Him. He belo- we belong to the Father. The Father gave Him to the Son, and the Son re- retrieved Him back, being a good shepherd, and we will always belong to Him. Amen? Praise the Lord, the security of the believer. And as we get this other picture, we shall not lack safety as well, as even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, this is a picture of going from one field to the other, from the summertime to the wintertime. Going through the valleys, going up through the rocky edges and everything else where the animals could easily attack one of the sheep on the way, moving from pasture to pasture. The pastor also, I mean, the uh, uh, shepherd also goes ahead, goes ahead and prepares the pastor to prepares the way, the path for the sheep to go. And then he comes and gets the sheep and brings them along the way. Though they walk, though this is the valley of death. We're walking in the valley of death today. But though we walk in the valley of death, we will fear no evil. Why? Because it's the king of glory who's driving us home. Amen. We're in his hand, the good shepherd. We belong to him. He's hanging on to us. We're not hanging on to him. And he will not lose any. Amen. Praise the Lord. All these things that seem want to attack us as we make our pilgrimage through this world, we know for a fact that God is the one that leads us besides still waters. He makes me to lie down. He guides me. But now it says this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, what does that mean? 
If the Lord be for you, who's going to be against you? Well, the whole world is going to be against you, but you don't stand of you being a man and all your strength and all that. You don't stand on that. You stand on the God of glory because you're right in the center of his will. And when you're in the center of God's will, nobody could touch you. Amen? No one. You get off the path and get in the flesh, you brought it on for correction. Do you believe God has the power to walk you through this life safely as you seek Him? Do you believe that? It's going to show up in our lives when we panic about everything that there is. No matter what the TV says, there's all kinds of plagues. We've been dealing with plagues our entire life. Are we going to trust in God? Yes, we're going to do certain things. Yes, amen. He gave us doctors. I'm not going down that trail, but at the same time, what we're doing is that though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, meaning I am going to trust in the Lord, not my emotions, that we may seek the Lord because He is the God of glory. And everywhere we turn, everywhere we look, there was Christ is with us, and His rod and His staff comfort me. His rod beats the enemy off and his staff corrects. Amen? He pulls the, that's why he got a little hook. He pulls them out of the mud and everything else. Left to ourselves, we've already been dead. Many of us have a testimony. If the Lord hadn't saved me, I'd probably be dead and suffering his wrath right now. But it's the glory of this good shepherd. I shall not lack provision. Says, verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now think about that just a minute. You, you're sitting at the table today. We're getting ready to take the official, I mean the Lord's table, but I've talked about the table of grace. You're sitting at the table of grace. You're sitting at the, 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 the table that God has laid out for you to sit at, to pull up to, feed on God's Word. His rod and His staff, they comfort me. They comfort me by correcting me. And here's the point. If you're not get being corrected by God through His Word, and you say that there is a sin that is not sin to you, but the Bible is clear that it is, it's not God or the Holy Spirit telling you that it's okay. You're lying to yourself, right? And you're just causing more harm on yourself if you're a believer at all. God, the Holy Spirit of truth, will not let you get away with sin. Why? Because they comfort you. They, the Holy Spirit says, you've lied, you've stolen, you're, you're drinking, you're smoking dope, you're, you're, you're doing drugs, you, you're, whatever that may be. And that's a vast variety of things that that could be for each person in here. And it's a lie to say That it's okay when the Bible's clear. But now, after discomfort, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Oh, look at this. We sit at the table of God in his security, being secured by him. And we see that, the, again, the, the picture is that, that the when they moved from the valleys up to the higher fields, the, the, the shepherd would go ahead and, 
and clear the way, right, and, and prepare the, the, the pastor for the sheep. And it's ideal of that. There's other ways that they speak about this, but I think this makes more sense. So when the sheep arrive, all the poisonous bugs and all the poisonous things that they shouldn't eat and, and everything else, and even the enemies are pushed back into the darkness, right? They're able to come and relax and enjoy the Lord. Listen to this. Prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemy. In the presence of my enemy. Every day we walk in this life, we're in the presence of our enemies. The only thing they want to see you do is fail. That's all they want to see you do. They want to say, oh, so you say that you're a believer of Jesus Christ. You say that you would never lack anything. You say this and you say that and, and everything. I'm telling when you sin, what does Satan do? Man, he rushes all the people he can over to see you sin. When you're selfish, what does he do? Look how selfish he is. When you're self-centered, they'll push more people. Over. Satan does that. Look how, look how self-centered he is. Satan loves that. But God says, you're rod and yourself to comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Listen to this. You have anointed me, my head with oil, my cup overflows. That is that hedge of protection. The Lord just blessed you. Now, the oil and everything is to keep the, they, they would dress the, the sheep in this oil to try to keep the bugs and everything off of them as they come up. And as they come into a new pasture, the, the, uh, the shepherd would inspect them. You imagine us being uh, up for inspection today? Well, we are. We will be inspected. We will be inspected today by the Holy Spirit of truth. And as we prepare ourselves to come to the Lord's table, we are to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say about our lives. And he prepared the table for us to come unto him, and our cup runs over. You see that? Our, cup, our oil is being blessed, anointed by the Holy Spirit of God, right? And our cup overflows. How many, how many of your cups are overflowing right now? Amen? Is the presence of God overflowing in your life? Or is it just more words? Let us be careful. Let us be careful. It's all right to have a prayer. Lord, what does this mean? What does it mean to have your presence in my heart just overflowing by your presence? What does that mean? It's okay. That's the place to start. And then may you recognize it as he does what he does. Our cup is overflowing right now. The goodness and the mercy of God that has taken us to the part of surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I just scratched on the surface today much of this psalm. There's so much more detail to it. I don't want to give you all that, but can you relate to this psalm? Verse 6 brings it on home. Surely goodness and loving kindness. If you have received the goodness and the loving kindness of the Lord, you're going to extend that goodness and loving kindness to other people. Amen? 
You're going to have a love for the sheep. Why? Because they're part of your family. You're going to want to see them prosper. You want want them to see to have the things, all that the Lord has to follow, all the Lord, I mean, offer all the days of our life from the beginning to the end. Are you a lover of Jesus Christ? Are you a lover of this good shepherd? Do you believe this good shepherd is doing a good job? And now as we evaluate ourselves and prepare ourselves, think about this. Surely goodness and love and kindness will follow me all the days of my life. All of my days of my life? Because I have bad days, I have good days. Well, one thing you can look at is you haven't received what you deserved yet. Amen? It's the goodness of God that says you're not going to get away with that sin. It's the goodness that God says, come, come, humble yourself. Come unto me. Let me shed this goodness and loving kindness upon you and follow me. Follow me all the days of your life and you'll not go wrong. Doesn't mean you won't have hard times. Doesn't mean you won't have difficult times, but it does mean there's hope for the sheep. Amen? Amen. There is hope for the sheep. Why? Because the Bible says we have a good shepherd. We have to be free. And if Christ has set us free, we're free indeed. Amen. Do y'all believe? Do we believe? Not y'all, but believe. Do we believe what the Bible has to say to us? Well, just me just saying I believe doesn't make me believe. It has to have the Spirit of God dwelling in us to bring it on home. Because that will be able to face all these things knowing that the Lord God is holding on to us. And surely, goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How long? Forever. This is what we're pilgriming through this world right now. Let's not set up camp here. You're moving on. Right, we're moving on, we're pressing on. Why? We're going to the house of the Lord forever. What is the conclusion to all of this? Is there is hope for the sheep. We have the glory of God before us. That Christ is sufficient for every one of our needs. Everyone. Aren't you glad that you're a sheep? Even the description that I gave. You can say yes, because we serve a great God, a great shepherd that takes care of the sheep. When we close our eyes in death, we would dwell in the house of God forevermore and forever and forever. We must be freed, and as he doing the sanctification work in our lives from the friction and the bugs and the famine and the fear of all this world has to offer, because that's what Satan wants you to be, is afraid. He wants you to be in friction with something in your mind or with other people. He wants the bugs to get you, to bother you. He wants anything that he can throw at you to, to bother you, to keep your mind off of him. That's what he's going to give you. Whether it be a bug, 
some kind of thing made up in your mind, a, 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 a fault of a brother or a sister, whatever it is, anything he can do to keep your mind off of following the cross is what he's going to do. He's going to lead you off the path. That's what he wants to do. But if you keep your eyes on this good shepherd, you'll be able to rest in him. Rest. Are you seeking rest? That comes with the good shepherd providing all that we need, trusting him, peace, deliverance. Every piece of food we've ever had in our entire life, whether we were saved at the time or not. The Bible says, come unto him, for he is the good and gracious Savior of the world. Amen? I don't know about you, but I tell you, this, this psalm has always meant something special to me, and it's the first two words, the Lord. This all-powerful, all-knowing God took the form of a shepherd. And he gave some dumb sheep to be his own for the glory of his, gra- of his grace. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the hope that you have given us today. Lord, I pray that no one heard a word I said, but everything that you had to say. Lord, we need your help. We need to make sure that we're on the right path, that we're following Christ that we're dying to self more and more every day, that we're freeing up things in our lives and giving them over to you, that we may have a clearer walk with our Christ, our good shepherd, a good shepherd that never failed one time. Lord, help us have this solidness, this solid foundation within us today that we know that we stand on the rock and the rock is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And everything will come against us, Lord, but the rock will set still. But we are founded in you, Lord. Help us. Lord, through, though we walk through the valley of this world of death, Lord, with you being for us, we can make the walk. Help us to keep our eyes focused upon you for your glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen.